Hello out there. Welcome to Tell It Like It Is podcast. And I'm your host, Big E. How's everybody doing? Hey, first, I want to give a great shout out to some good people and good friends that I know. They uh, coach a high school team up in Omaha, Nebraska. Not sure of the name, but my son had told me, Brad and Kendall Martin, they have won the state title. And congratulations, big up. I know they're good coaches. They live for baseball and working with them young men. They cannot be more lucky. And I'm more and I cannot be more happy for them two gentlemen that's coaching that team. Great job. I wanted to give a shout out on this podcast, this episode. I kind of snuck it in because I just found out today my son had texted me and told me about it. And I believe they had a a play that make top plays on Sports Center. Congratulations to them, Kendall and Brad Martin and that baseball team. Congratulations. All right. Now I want to dive in to the first and second round picks of Washington. I'm not going to look at the notes. I don't need no notes because I think they're going to be legitimate. And I, I think that whole draft class is going to do well for Washington. But I want to talk about these two gentlemen in particular. Let's start with Padarian Mathis, defensive tackle from Alabama. Second round pick. I believe it was the 59th pick overall in the second round. Now, what I love about this young man is he's unselfish. He's a great leader. He uses his hands well. He's never out of position. He's sound. He's disciplined. And I'll tell you what, that defensive front, I know they lost Tim Settle through free agency, released Matt Loanitis. He had injury issues. But I'll tell you what, Padarian Mathis, I think, is an upgrade even if both are still on the roster. And here's why. Now, he will he's 320, and he will swallow blocks. He will swallow blocks. He will play with good hand leverage, and no matter where his head's at, he's always not out of position, meaning if the ball coming through the A gap and he has to look at a different gap to see the ball carrier, he get his butt back into that A gap and make plays. Man, another thing special about this young man, you can line him up outside at a DEN, and he can track you down. He ran down James Cook from Georgia. So there's a lot to like. I think that was a damn good pick, a slam dunk, in my opinion, and on that defensive line, because all that's going to do is free up Jonathan Allen, uh, Deron Payne, Monte Sweat, Chase Young, whoever you put in that rotation. Darian Matthew is a sneaky, sneaky, great pick, in my opinion. Great job, Commanders. Now, let's go to the number one pick overall, 16th overall, I should say. In the first round, Washington Commanders select Jahan Dotson. Love this young man. I listened to some of the interviews and just, just love him, man. He's like a Terry McLaurin clone, speed. He can beat you deep. He can play inside. He can play outside. 
And for you don't understand what I mean inside, I mean, he could play the slot at Washington, really didn't get domination, play in out of the slot. Dak Mills did all right. Uh, Adam Humphreys came up big on some plays. So my thing is they're going to use this young man on the outside opposite of Terry McLaurin. Lightning fast. I think 91 receptions and only two drops. Only two drops. That's huge. Real huge. And listen, what's more remarkable, Penn State, I don't know about the other receivers because his senior year, they was keying on him. They just couldn't shut him down. You can double him. You can triple him. I think his route running is something special. And that's what probably makes him hard to cover. Plus, he's got world-class speed. I just I just love everything about this pick. You can say what you want. Washington traded down. That's what they wanted to do. Let, let's rehash this. I believe the commanders wanted to trade down, pick up more draft assets, which they should have because they only had six picks. They did that. They dropped five spots. Saints moved up. And got Chris Alave. But I think Jahan Dawson was on Washington's radar all this time. I just feel like it was. And I'm going to tell you what. Damn great pick. All right. I'm telling you. I think commanders have got some dogs. Some bloodhounds in this draft. I really do. All right. Now. I want to talk about a sorry situation. A cowardly situation, a straight bitch move situation on Tell It Like It Is podcast. Nick Saban. That was just a straight up bitch ass move. Period. End of story. You blew throwing Jimbo Fisher under the bus, Deion Sanders under the bus over recruits, talking about what they pay him. Okay. Athletes are getting paid. First of all, that's none of your business, in my opinion. Second of all, you just ticked off because you're losing leverage. You was the bully on the block, and everybody wanted to go to Bama. Well, let me tell you something. Deion Sanders is an icon. If he can help them young men get money and uh, in the future in the NFL, you think they're going to choose you just because you win championships? Or you think they're going with the icon, Deion Sanders? Let's be real about this. He, he He's a recruiter also. Deion's got that personality where he can bring players in. I'm not saying he's going to score them all the time, and he ain't saying that. So to throw him under the bus is just, again, a bitch-ass move. Okay? You losing leverage. Wake up, man. There's going to be other people that can sell programs better than you, whether you win or not. Okay, Jimbo Fisher is a threat to you. He is a straight-up threat to you. That's why you're throwing him under the bus. But you know what? When you throw other people under the bus, let's see what's in your closet. What's in your backyard that needs to be raked? And see what's under all them leaves after it gets raked. So to me, Nick Saban, no respect for you. You're going to backtrack, give a 
uh, soft ass apology, half hearted. You you're no good, man. So you lose the leverage. So now you have to coach. So coach, you don't need to throw these people under the bus, man. Unless, unless again, they're a threat to you, and it sounds like they are. And I wonder how many more you're gonna throw under the bus if you don't get your way. I think it's a bitch move. I think it's cowardly. And that's how I'm in this segment. Everybody have a good weekend. And thanks for tuning in to Tell It Like It Is podcast. I'm Big E, and I will see you guys next week. And if you don't catch me on YouTube, you catch me on Spotify. See you. Take care.